Hello Saints, Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not in Jesus name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. I mean, if you're doing anything except the gospel, there seems to be a continual flood of support coming your way. And that's fine. Those things aren't necessarily sinful. Like there's a lot of people that are patriots that have YouTube channels and are sharing insight and intel with people. And, you know, people are supporting them in a in a big fashion. They've got a large following. There's nothing wrong with that. Yet when you lay that next to the, the eternal gospel of Jesus Christ being preached, there is no comparison because only the gospel and only the eternal souls of men are eternal. And so when Jesus says, he instructs us to lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. They're in the sixth chapter of Matthew. Then he says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if we'll put the treasure, the temporal treasure that we have now into the eternal gospel, there will be it's an eternal investment that will never stop giving. A lot of people save money for the rest or the end of their lives. We call it retirement. There's nothing wrong with that, but in and of itself, but really our retirement as true believers is going to be an eternal glory. So we've got to look a step ahead of just the end of our temporal earthly life into eternal glory. Again, Jesus said to lay up treasure in heaven. He says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Notice what Jesus says here in John 4. Jesus saith unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And we must ask ourselves today, is our meat the goal of our lives? Are we postured and is our disposition toward finishing the work of Christ? That is the great commission to feed and equip and bless the body of Christ first and also to equip them to reach the lost. And that's a summation of the great commission Jesus gave beginning in the end of Matthew 28 where he says that we're to go teach all men all things he's taught us. So I want to ask you, are you behind? Are you supporting? Are you sowing into the teaching of the Word of God to the body of Christ? Because the body of Christ in James 5 is called by God the precious fruit of the earth. In Galatians 6.10, it tells us that we're to put emphasis on, first and foremost, the body of Christ. Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of God, that is, the body of Christ. Galatians 6.10. Jesus and John. 17 said, I do not pray for the world. I pray for those you've given me, Father. There is a priority with God upon, placed upon, and in his people. We are the precious fruit of the earth. James 5, 7 through 9. Jesus continues, going to make this a short message. Wanted to exhort you today, beloved. Listen, verse 35, John 4, say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Don't put it off. Don't put off till tomorrow. What ministry work could be 
done today, what sowing into the hearts of men could be and should be today. So don't say there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. It's like you're standing at the edge of a a field of cotton with Jesus here. (laughs) And he's saying, look, beloved, he's got his arm around you. Do you not see the cotton, the field ready to harvest? There's so much opportunity, saints, so much blessed opportunity to make an impact for Christ and to lay up treasure in heaven. Let me say this. Somebody might be saying, brother, that's self-serving. You want to lay up treasure in heaven. Well, first of all, Jesus instructed you to do that. He knows we're all laying up treasure somewhere, either wastefully or fruitfully and eternally. And he's telling us where to lay it up. He says to lay it up in heaven. Okay. And that's that's not going to happen by helping causes that are outside of the gospel. It's just not. There's nothing more important. And Jesus sent us to communicate his word, to go preach and teach his word. If we're going to help somebody in a physical way, wash their car or cut the grass or build their house or whatever, that's great. But if it doesn't include the precious gospel for the eternal saving or the saving of their eternal soul, it's not eternal, saints. We've got to get gospel truthful and honest. Okay. And he that reapeth, notice Jesus says, he that reapeth receiveth wages mm, and gathereth fruit unto eternal life. There it is, eternal treasure. You're gathering fruit unto eternal life when you sow into the gospel, saints. There's never been a time in history when the body of Christ must congeal together, if you will, and minister the gospel. The Bible says we are labors together with Christ. We, I love it, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, we are labors together, you and I. And Bible says that it doesn't matter what part you play. Everyone will be rewarded the same. Amen. Don't you just love the economy of God? And don't you just love the opportunity to worship Him and to obey Him as an expression of our love to Him today? 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 24. 1 Samuel 30, 24. For who will take unto you in this matter, but as his part is that goeth down to the battle, in other words, the people that are on the front lines, so shall his part be that tarrieth or waits around and watches the stuff. So shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. Don't you just love it? God doesn't call me to do your part. God doesn't call you to do my part or any other believer, any other member of the body of Christ. He calls you to do your part. And guess what he says in 1 Samuel 15? Remember this? He said, verse 22 and 23, obedience is better than sacrifice. It's better to just simply obey God and reaching those you're called to reach and to give what you're called to give and do what you're called to do that God leads you to do, that's the most important thing. Then it's more important than offering some sacrifice that's not glorifying to God because he's not leading you to do that thing or be that part of the body. That's 1 Samuel 30, 24, and it it clearly establishes that in God's mind, in the divine economy, everybody is going to be rewarded equally. Everybody that obeys God to do their part is going to be rewarded equally. I was a Marine from 1981 to 1988. It didn't matter if I worked with in the air wing and avionics. Also, for a temporary time, worked in a mortar unit with the grunts. Them guys are tough beyond measure. They are relentless. That is their business, the war, war that is killing the enemy. And it didn't matter if you were transporting the armament or whether you were firing the weapons. Everybody gets rewarded equally. Doesn't matter in wartime. And by the way, we're soldiers of the Lord, 2 Timothy 2. We see that image and that illustration throughout Scripture. But it doesn't 
doesn't matter if you're supplying those on the front line or if you're on the front line. Now, we all know that the guys on the front line are probably at greater risk, obviously. They got bullets flying at them from every angle, right? But in God's economy, if you do your part, that's all he calls you to do. I mean, the, Paul speaks in 1 Corinthians 12 of the parts of the body. You know, one part can't say to the other part, I don't need you or I'm more important than you. That's ridiculous. What good is your hand if your elbow isn't there, right? What good is your fingers if your hand's not there? Every joint supplieth, Ephesians chapter 4, every joint supplieth. In other words, every part of the body has its function and is just as important as every other part of the body. Verse 36, John 4, we're going to close quickly here, saints. He that reapeth receives wages, that is, those who lift up their eyes, they wake up and today and they say, hey, you know what? There's so much ministry to be done. What a blessed opportunity. Amen. When that revelation of the kingdom gets in you, it's going to it's gonna drive you. It's going to drive you in a blessed way by the grace of God. And he's going to be overjoyed by it because he so desires that his sheep be fed daily. And that, remember, Jesus said, feed my sheep, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. We should all be partaking in that in many ways, or one way or the other at least. So we're going to reap wages. Notice, and he that reapeth receiveth wages. In other words, those that do the work of God and gathereth fruit unto eternal life, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice. It doesn't matter if you're sowing or reaping, you're going to receive the same reward. Notice verse 37. And herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. There you go. And then also, let's finish with 2 Corinthians chapter 9, a little passage here to encourage you with an eternal, may God bless each of us with a greater, more vivid and instilled eternal perspective. Amen. For the Bible says here we have no continuing place or city, but we seek one to come. And that's the new Jerusalem. That's eternity with Jesus. And everybody is not going to be rewarded equally. Only those who labor now and lay up treasure in heaven, we're all going to be rewarded according to what treasure we laid up. And that's a decision you have to make today, saints, and take it before the Lord, asking him, Lord, give me an eternal perspective, oh God. Help me to use every minute, every iota of energy, every penny that you've given me for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen, Lord. We do pray that now for each of us. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11. But I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. That's very self-evident. If you throw a few seeds out there into the garden, you're going to get a sparing or a limited crop. But if you take those seeds, the seed is the Word of God, by the way, if you get this picture, and you spread a lot of them seeds bountifully, um, a bountiful a bunch of them, you're going to receive a bountiful, you're going to reap a bountiful reward of crop. That's simple. Verse 7, 2 Corinthians 9, Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver or a hilarious giver, somebody that's just overjoyed of the goodness of God and what has come his way and been supplied to him by God and joyfully gives from that disposition. That's so important, saints. We should never give out of being coerced or out of our own grudging heart as if God needs our money. No, God blessed us with that money so that we could lay up treasure, take that seed and sow it into an eternal, eternal blessing and investment and leading to, out of our worship from God, leading to the help of other people being fed, sustained as a believer, and lost souls being saved. Verse 8, and God is able to make all, I love this verse, don't you? And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things 
earth may abound, amen, overflow to every good work. As it is written, he hath desired, excuse me, he hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His seed remaineth forever, investing in the things of God, investing in the kingdom so others can be blessed. And in obedience out of your love and worship to the Lord is a forever, notice, an eternal, a forever blessing right here. Second Corinthians 9, 9, verse 10. And he that ministered seed to the sower, don't you just love it? God ministers seed to the sower. So God is always going to replenish you with seed, especially and particularly, it says it right here, as you sow that seed that he gives you. Now, the Bible does talk and use the illustration of the seed and the sower in, in several different aspects, including Jesus's parable of the sower in the word. And right here, it, it uses that. And some people might say, well, it's not just money. I didn't say it was just money. Although some people saying that, I think, want to keep all their money to themselves and they got a greedy disposition. So they run around saying that. And then they say, well, the tithe wasn't money in Malachi 3 and all that. First of all, I didn't mention tithe till now. I'm not teaching tithing. I'm teaching giving. Jesus said, give. He commanded to give. Luke 6:38. We need not go any further. Jesus commanded us to give. God so loved the world that he gave. If you're a believer following Christ, you're a giver. Jesus said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That's the words of Jesus. And that's not just talking about money, but it includes money and everything. Give forgiveness is one of the things. Give mercy, another thing in that passage there in Luke 6. So he that ministered seed to the sower, I like that. God gives seed to those who sow it so you can sow more. No, I didn't say you're going to reap millions of dollars on the earth per, you know, 30, 60, 90, 100 fold per what you give. I didn't say that. Okay, that's where they go off base with this seed principle, the false teachers. And as you know, if you listen to the ministry's communications on the website, we do nothing but expose the whole word of faith, greed-driven wolf system. We're not a part of that. We are against that. That's against Christ. Falsification of his teaching when you're talking about seed. But seed is talking about, is spoken about in the Bible as an investment in when you are laying up treasure in heaven. He's specifically using that, Paul is, here in this passage. Now, he that ministers seed to the sower, that's God, both minister bread for your food and multiply your seed sown. Don't you just love the way God multiplies that little bit of energy you spent, that effort that you spent. I mean, I've seen so much ministry stuff over the years and even recently where it's just your little obedience just turns into just this huge thing and you're just standing back at some explosive ministry event that you just shake your head and go, you just can't. It, it's incredible. Many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. When the little boy offered the loaves and the fishes that fed the 5,000, that, isn't that a perfect example? One of those places is what? Jesus broke the bread and fed everybody in John 6, etc. And there was a feeding of the 4,000 in, in the Gospels and the feeding of the 5,000. And, and again, the little bit that was given was multiplied many times over as only God can do. And that's what he's saying here. God multiplies your seed sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. Amen. Fruits of your righteousness. Here it is, the last one, being enriched in everything, in all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. God bless you, saints. May God bless each of us with an eternal perspective for his eternal divine glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ-centered scripture-rich edifying podcast on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with several many books
books on there for your edification in Christ. They're all scripture-rich and Christ-centered. Also, tens of thousands of saints and sinners are being reached every month, and your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit our donate page on the site, and you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon, and you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so, and a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and all over the world, and may God be praised that there's fruitfulness happening among His people and through His beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh, and we say together in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.